let our resolution be to seek repentance and forgiveness and compassion with one another. For you see, holiness with God is borne out in our relationship with each other. Welcome to First and Foremost, a weekly broadcast of First Presbyterian Church in the heart of downtown Greenville. Senior Pastor Richard Gibbons invites you to join us as we study God's Word together and discover what is first and foremost in our lives. Turn with me in your Bibles to the epistle of Paul to the Ephesians. And we're going to be, I'm going to be reading just the first section, verses 17 through 19. Hear God's Word. So I tell you this, and insist on it in the Lord, that you must no longer live as the Gentiles do, in the futility of their thinking. They are darkened in their understanding, and separated from the life of God, because of the ignorance that is in them, due to the hardening of their hearts. Having lost all sensitivity, they have given themselves over to sensuality, so as to indulge in every kind of impurity with a continual lust for more. Welcome to one of the few dry places in Greenville today. Um, we hope that you're enjoying your dryness. One of the things that we uh, always consider during the last couple of weeks of December uh, as we look forward to the new year, I know I do, I'm sure most of you think of it, some of you do very much look at it and take it in hand, some not so much so, but we think about resolutions and goals for the new year. And I have one that I think I may be able to accomplish given a little time, and that is that I am able to consistently write 2015 on all my correspondence and checks that I write. I certainly hope that I am able to accomplish that. In terms of the Ephesians, as Paul was addressing them as new believers, they had resolved many things in their lives of which he speaks of in verses 17 through 19 as those resolutions which they had now resigned. They had resigned these because of their faith in Christ Jesus. Although these resolutions that Paul mentions in this section for the Ephesians and for us in our lives never really took very much effort or much thinking to consider or to accomplish. For you see, these resigned resolutions came very naturally because of our sin and the depth of our sin. The Apostle Paul reminds the Ephesians of where they had come from in their journey in life with Christ. So I tell you this, he says, and insist on it in the Lord that you no longer live as Gentiles do, darkened in their understanding, separated from the life of God because of ignorance due to the hardening of their hearts, having lost all sensitivity. This was their life before they came to know Christ. This was their life in 
reference to God, and this was their life in reference to one another. My father was an advertisement salesman, but anyone who would greet him and shake hands with him would have immediately thought that my father had worked with cinder blocks or with lumber and heavy labor all of his life because he had a skin condition, which now is not too difficult to deal with, that created tremendously thick calluses all over the palms of his hands. So that when someone shook his hands, it was like shaking an old dried-out corn cob. It was rough. And he constantly had to sort of maintain some kind of smoothness of that. But his hands were therefore very insensitive to pain. And I can tell you that's true about my experience with him as a son among seven children. He had no compulsion about, or compulsion, or however you want to say it, about swatness. And it never hurt his hand. But that was the way the Ephesians lived. Their ignorance, their sensuality, pushed and fed by greed, was so a part of their lives that they were insensitive to it. It had become a way of life, a resolved resolution to live in defiance of holiness and righteousness. Paul says, now these are resigned in your life. Although you and I would have to admit, as well as the Ephesians, that all too often we go back to those old ways. The reason why we don't have to go back to them is the regal resolutions. One in particular that Paul mentions in this next section of this scripture. So read it with me, verse, beginning at verse 20. You, however, you, Ephesians, you, First Presbyterian folk, did not come to know Christ that way. Surely you heard of Him and were taught in Him in accordance with the truth that is in Jesus. You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitude of your minds, and to put on the new self, created to be like God in true righteousness, and holiness. There's much here, but the last of the verses that I just read is the clincher. For you see, this was the regal resolution made long before the Ephesians ever knew the light of day. In eternity past, before the creation of the world, in the community of the Godhead, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit resolved that the price for sin would be paid and that Jesus would pay it. And that the Holy Spirit would be given in such abundance 
to apply the redemption and the forgiveness and the renewal that the Apostle Paul talks about. So that putting off the old self that Paul calls us to do is not a burden, but is the result of the regal resolution. For we have been empowered by the very Holy Spirit to put off the old ways and to put on the new ways. Created, and the word there is the word for creation. Created to be like God. And isn't that what Satan had promised our parents long ago in the garden? When he tempted them saying, oh, surely you won't die if you eat of this fruit. If you disobey God, surely you won't die. You will be like God. But in reality, they came to know death face to face. Now, the Apostle Paul says, in this regal resolution and its results... We are created in Christ to be like God. No longer having to return to the old ways like a dog that returns to its vomit. But the new way, the new self created by God and please note, the how of that is shared in verse 20 and 21. Look at it again. You, however, did not come to know Christ that way. Surely you heard of Him and were taught in Him in accordance with the truth that is in Jesus. You see, beloved... This new way of living that we've been called to is not a way of living that's a way of living dictated by some doctrine book or some idea book or some list or rubric of things that we must do or not do. Yes, the Scriptures are our guide, but primary is our relationship with Jesus Christ. Notice what he says. You did not come to know Christ in that way. What way? What's he talking about? In the resigned resolutions. You didn't come to know Christ through insensitivity, sensuality, hardness of heart. You came to know Christ through the gospel. You were taught in him. And you heard Him. You see, beloved, it is a relationship that we have with Jesus Christ that enables us to resolve. And it enables us to look at the Scriptures and find the way of life. It's not the other way around. It's not that we look to the Scriptures and try to do what the Scriptures say without knowing Christ because we will never do it. That's backwards. It's only through knowing Christ and knowing the depth of our own sin and our need of Him that we come to the resolution that is promised here. 
the resolution that enables us to put off the old, the old ways, the insensitivity of our lives, the callousness of our hearts for sensitivity to God and softness toward one another. For you see, it's nice to talk about these resigned resolutions and this regal resolution of God and His grace to us, but it's much more difficult to talk about the real resolutions. Look with me at verses 25 and following. Therefore, based on the reality that your resigned resignation or your resigned resolutions are no longer a part of your life, and based upon the reality that you are putting off the old and putting on the new that has been created by God, therefore, on the basis of these things, each of you, notice, beloved, it doesn't say the church as a whole. It says each of you. And every time I point at you, I point three times back to me. Each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to his neighbor. For are we all members of one body? In your anger, do not sin. Do not let sun go down while you're still angry. Do not give the devil a foothold. He who has been stealing must steal no longer, but must work doing something useful with his own hands, that he may have something to share with those in need. Do not let unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building up others according to their needs that it may benefit those who listen. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you are sealed for the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. You see, the real resolutions can only be accepted and understood and done on the basis of those that we have resigned and the one that we have embraced, the new creation that God is working in you and me. But two things I want to point out, particularly from this little section. And that is what the Apostle Paul says in regard to verse 30. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God in whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Beloved, you cannot, I cannot, grieve a set of rules and regulations. We cannot grieve an inanimate something but we can grieve the very spirit of God who has taken that regal resolution of God and applied his forgiveness to our souls we can grieve him 
seriously when we so easily drop back into the old ways. In this long list of things that characterize our new and real resolutions, be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. Beloved, as I speak to you and as I speak to myself, the reality is that God forgave us long before we ever knew that we could even ask for forgiveness. As God in His counsel of love with the Holy Spirit and with His Son looked at the sin that would come into this world and made the resolution to solve the problem. Did it long before the Ephesians could ever ask for forgiveness. So who are we? Made and created to be like God. Who are we? to do any less. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as in Christ God forgave you. What are your resolutions for this year? God is with us. He goes before us. He comes behind us. He is over us. He is under us. He, I believe, would have us resolve no longer to grieve the Holy Spirit, but to seek to please Him in every way. And so I resolve with you to continue to seek to do that. Recognizing as we do about our spiritual ancestor, David, who was a fabulous sinner, an exquisite sinner. The thing about David was, even though he sinned greatly and grieved the Holy Spirit often, he consistently repented when the Spirit spoke to him let our resolution be to seek repentance and forgiveness and compassion with one another for you see holiness with God is borne out in our relationship with each other that's why the apostle Paul says in verse 24 put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. The holiness has to do with the first four of the commandments, our relationship with God. Righteousness deals with the sixth ladder that deal with our relationships with each other. Be it our resolution 
to follow after Christ this year. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for your forgiveness that has been applied through your Holy Spirit to our hearts and minds, and that you have created us to be like you. We rejoice in those things and ask you, Holy Spirit, to grant us grace. We ask it for Christ's sake. Amen.
Hi, my name is Richard Gibbons. I'm one of the pastors here at First Presbyterian. If you are wondering what First Presbyterian Church is like, one of the things you will discover is that each time you come, you will receive a very warm welcome. I have the pleasure of assisting with a number of ministries here at this church. I teach five new member classes a year. Also help to lead mission trips to the Dominican Republic. And uh, we at this church do a number of things that impact our community. It's a wonderful place to serve. It's a wonderful place to belong. My main responsibilities include family ministries, which is marriage, men's ministry, and young adults. I also have the joy of serving the night worship service. My passion here at the church is to point others to the love and grace found in Jesus Christ. My particular job is in education. Uh, whether it's adult education or youth or children, I have something to do with it uh, and would love to talk with you at any time about the things that you can learn from the Bible in our education courses here at First Presbyterian Church. Congregational care covers a lot of ground in a, a church like ours. Essentially, we believe that uh, the mission of the church is to care for one another uh, as well as to outreach in the community. So our desire is to provide for the spiritual, emotional, and physical care of the members of our congregation and extend that also to the needs of our community. I'm Tina Jones. I'm the director of the children's ministry here at First Presbyterian. Scripture says, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. We have a very vibrant children's ministry. When you come on a Sunday morning, your children have not just childcare, we also offer ministry. One of the amazing things about First Presbyterian is our location. We're situated at the heart of Greenville, a growing and vibrant city. Everything from children's ministry and youth ministry to a prayer ministry and being very active in the community gives us an opportunity to spread and share the love of Christ. If you're looking for a Sunday morning experience that is engaging, vibrant and life transforming, please come and join us.